Hi, and welcome to the Mouse and More Podcast. I'm Chris, and today I'm joined by Liza. Hi. And we're in the Magic Kingdom. We're at Columbia Harbor House. So you might hear some background noise, but just sit back, relax, and imagine yourself eating Liza's favorite sandwich. What is that? The Lighthouse Sandwich. It is a nice healthy serving of hummus and slaw on a wheat bread but it's back it was gone the last time i was here i don't know if they ran out of stuff but it's back now so i'm really happy about it maybe it's back by popular demand it should be i I feel like that should be a pretty popular sandwich here because otherwise there's not a lot of options if you are not a fish eater or chicken eater Right. Well, if you're a vegetarian, it can be a little difficult anyway. So, yeah, Magic Kingdom's really limited on your food. Right. We were actually trying to get a table service reservation, but we couldn't get it. So, yeah. So, we thought we would talk about Fast Passes. We actually recorded a little part in the People Mover because you don't need a Fast Pass for that, and that's a fun ride. But we wanted to talk about Fast Passes here in this park. And One of the things about this park that's great is we don't actually have to worry about tiers like we do in the other parks. Can you explain what the tier system is in the other parks? So the other parks, the main headliner attractions are tiered. So you can pick one out of those and then you pick your other two fast passes out of the rest of the attractions. So you're basically the ones that everybody wants. So in Hollywood Studios, you have the Toy Story attractions, Midway Mania, Slinky Dog, and Aliens. In Animal Kingdom, it's the Pandora Attractions, which is Flight of Passage and Navi River Journey. And in Epcot, it's Soarin', Illuminations, uh, Test Track, and Frozen. Frozen, that's right. So you can pick out of those, and then you can pick the rest. But this uh, park, you don't have to do that. You can pick everything that you want, any three of any combination. People usually do the three mountains. Right. If you like coasters, that's usually where you go. So let me ask you a question. If you had little kids, say they're under six, what are your three top attractions you would pick in this park? Okay, that's tricky because it depends on height. If they are tall enough to ride a mine train, I would put them on the mine train. If If they're not tall enough for mine train... We're going to do Peter Pan. Pan, Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear's not scary. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear's good. What about when it's open, Tomorrowland Speedway? I I hate Tomorrowland Speedway, so that's a hard one for me because Tomorrowland Speedway is so much better at Disneyland, it's hard for me to do it here. Well, Um, it's, it's a good fast pass, though, because it's so long to wait for that ride. And it's out in the sun. Like, the last 10, 15 minutes of it, you're, sta- you're standing out in the sun with all that exhaust. Yeah, so for little kids, if they can get on Barnstormer, that's a good one. Right. Um, Dumbo's always good. You know, you know, you can... You don't really need a fast pass for that, though. Because they have that great uh, yeah, playground. Yeah, don't waste a fast pass for that. I, I think with little, little kids who can't ride a lot, you're looking at Peter Pan, Winnie the Pooh, and Buzz. Yeah, so two Fantasyland attractions and then a Tomorrowland attraction. Because Space Rangers spin, the lines can get long for that. So that's a good fast pass to have. And Peter Pan's always crowded. Although it's down for refurbishment right now, so. Peter Pan is, Peter Pan is probably a, a fast pass regardless of age. I think because it's always anywhere from 60 to 90 minutes or longer. Yeah. And I think that there's not a lot to do. I mean, the, the interactive queue is fun. We've actually said it's one of our favorites. But, you know, for older kids, it might not be as exciting as it is for little ones. So, yeah, your tweens. 
They're not going to want. They're it. not going to want to ride it. Yeah. And so, what's good about this park for families that are split is you can actually split up your fast passes if you're comfortable splitting a family up. So. The more adventurous ones can ride the mountain, Splash Mountain, Space Mountain, Thunder Mountain, and then the other ones can do the Fantasyland attractions. And then what's good about that is once you've used your three, there's always going to be an option for your fourth and fifth right. Fast Pass here because they have the most Fast Pass availability. So that brings me to, to one thing, which is that if you are doing your fast passes, ideally you get to the park at Rope Drop and you knock a lot of things out. Maybe you come to Fantasyland because you have so, the rides are so close together, you can get on Seven Dwarfs, run over to Peter Pan, and they get Small World. Bam, you've got three rides out of the way. By that time, it's 11 o'clock. That's when you start your fast passes between 11-ish and 1-ish. Yeah. Skipping I've- lunch. No time for food. You don't need to eat. No. Anyway. You just smell the calories when you walk by the bakery. Exactly. When you get out of your, when you're going into your third fast pass, and I learned this from Adam. When you get, when you're going into your third fast pass, as soon as you touch the little Mickey head with your magic band, you can take your phone out and you have a few minutes, obviously, before the attraction starts. You can go ahead and make another fast pass. And these won't be e-ticket ones. You're not going to get a seven dwarves or something like that. But you'll get a Buzz Lightyear. You'll get a small world. You're going to laugh factory. Things that you could wait 20, 30, 45 minutes for, depending on the time of the year. You can knock those out one after the other. So you can make your day really easy if you just keep doing that. Yeah, that's a good point. If you get here, especially if it has an extra magic morning and you are in a resort a disney resort you can get here a little before the park opens people don't do that they really no. really don't they think they're gonna they get here they don't they go. sleep in because they're exhausted it's so physical here i mean like the average person probably walks between seven and ten thousand steps a day the average person right here you're walking two times that at least yeah. maybe three times that i think it's an average of like 11 miles a day it's pretty crazy so if you're if, and if you're actually touring the parks like a normal guest would you're at it from the time you get up until the time you go to bed so you're gonna start having those later days and that's when you the early riser can take advantage of that oh yeah if, if you get something to eat at your food court or eat in your room hit the bus get at the park at 7:45. if it opens at 8 a.m right you can do pretty much whatever you want within that hour window and then when people start really packing in like today it wasn't that crowded up until about 11 o'clock right. and then the crowd started rolling in because people start strolling in the entrance around 10 o'clock and that's all year long i thought it was funny because you said at one point you said Wow, I can see all this pavement. We were looking out in, I think it was uh, Frontierland, and you started to see all the pavement. And what you meant was, there's usually people all over the place. You can't really see the ground. But we saw the ground, you know, because it wasn't busy. So, okay, we sort of skipped over this. What are you doing with older kids or with adults? Adventurous people, what do you recommend? Well, if you're adventurous and you want to ride those coasters a lot... If you come in early, you can knock them out. But then I would do my fast passes like that. I would do Space Mountain, uh, Splash Mountain, Thunder Mountain. And then, you know, once those are done. But if you wanted to ride them 
you can double write it because if you get in early, I would head right over to space because that one's going to fill up first and ride that and then ride all three of those attractions and then do it again when my fast passes. And then, you know, pirates, of course, you can do your pirates right. and all of that. And you probably get that fourth pa- fast pass for pirates. Oh, you could. Because yeah. pirates is one of those rides that the ride, the line can look intimidating, but it moves pretty quickly. Yeah, and, so. that's, and that's another thing. If you get here super early, you can make your fast passes earlier in the day and knock them out. So you can ride a bunch of stuff before your first pass fast pass starts, even though your fast pass might be pretty early. And if it's an extra magic hour, you can schedule your first fast pass at like, let's say the park opens at eight. You could do your first at nine because you have an hour window from nine to 10 for um, your first fast pass. So you can do stuff before your fast passes even start. Oh, you're saying that you would schedule a nine o'clock fast pass, but keep riding standby until like 9.55. Yeah, you could. You could do that. Yeah, that's true. Or you could kind of, you could kind of sort of play it by ear. Because if you, that's actually a really good idea. I like that. Because I usually tell people start them at 10. um, And you could do that with the 10 too. I mean, like if the, if the crowds aren't bad when that first fast pass starts, you can go ahead and kind of, you know, go get on something standby because you still have an hour. Yeah, you get the hour get window. That. Yeah, that's a good idea. I never thought about making them at nine o'clock. I usually make them starting at ten. Yeah, if so. you get it, but if you have that extra window of time for your extra magic morning, and it opens at eight a.m., right. I mean, you've got all this time. But do you? You would not suggest on a nine o'clock opening to do a nine o'clock fast pass. You could. I mean, if you're there like super super early before the park opens, and you're like one of the front people in the line. I mean, you could knock out a bunch of stuff before 9.55. Yeah, it would depend. I don't know. That's kind of close for me. I, I like that 10 o'clock, even 10, 10.30. Well, you I can like. do a 9.30. Yeah, 9.30 maybe. You can do a 9.30 fast pass, but if it opens at 8 a.m., I'd say schedule them at 9. And then you can just keep riding until right before your fast pass window opens, and then you can just ride your first attraction. I do notice that a lot of my clients will do that. And I, I didn't kind of, you know... It does go against kind of how I've been doing them, but I kind of like that idea. I do. Yeah, and I, I've, I've done this before because yeah, with my big... family, when we go with my mom and the right. kids, we are usually first or second in line. <laughs> well, and you are a big ride person. Yeah. My, my family, we, we tend to not get up early. We don't ever do rope drop. I think I've done rope drops maybe twice with the kids, maybe, maybe even less. Maybe once. Um, yeah. So we're not rope drop people. The one time I did it on my own, I was fascinated at how empty the park was. Because you first come in, and there's like a ridiculous amount of people at the gate. And you're like, oh gosh, this was a mistake. And then they spread out, and the park's empty. Yeah, so it seems intimidating when you first get there. If you get there before park opening, and you can see a little, you can see a bunch of people. They're all concentrated at that entrance. Right. And so you're like, geez, you know, like why did I come this early there's all these people but once you get in there's nobody there and it's almost like you have the park to yourselves for an hour and it's fantastic okay so if somebody wanted to leave in the middle of the day because you know it gets hot in the summertime if someone wanted to leave during the middle middle of the day what would you suggest their strategy be when do they make their fast passes when do they when do they leave and do they how do they handle coming back to that same park what i would do is i would Make my fast passes starting at, if it's an 8 o'clock entrance and I was going to rope drop it, 
I would make my first one at 9. If it's a 9 o'clock opening, I would do 9.30, so I would get closer to after 10 to use my first ride. I would knock out as many rides as I could, ride my three fast passes. By the time you're down to your third fast pass, at that point, you're looking at it's probably closer to 1 o'clock in the afternoon. 10 to 11, 11 to 12, 12 to 1. Right. So then... By then, I would definitely leave. I would try to knock out all of my things by noon because you technically could if you scheduled it that way. And I would leave as close to noon as I possibly could because it's peak time in between 11.45-ish, 12 o'clock to about 3.45, 4 o'clock. I noticed that one time I was listening to like some podcast and they said that, and it was actually Len Testa who said, who said that they had people stand in the parks and record like right down when kids would cry. And they found that it was one o'clock. One o'clock was the time of the day when the kids were crying because it's hot and people are starting to get tired. That's the time that you leave. You go back to the resort, you take a nap or you enjoy the pool or even Disney Springs. And then you come back and you can schedule that, that first fast pass for when you come back, say, you know, 5.30, 6 o'clock, depending on how late the park is open. So yeah. that's actually, I think it's a nice idea to take that break if you can do it. Oh, so. in the summertime, that's the ideal time to take the break because there's late openings. Like there's, right. they stay open so much later in the summertime. That's the downside of going off season right. because everything closes at 8 or 9 and um, so you don't have the luxury of time to leave the park and come back. Uh, and when you're coming back, sometimes you're only going to be coming back for a few hours and then it closes. So the summertime, that's when it's great. Plus, you're in the summertime, you're beating that heat of the day. When the sun goes down, it's so much more manageable than in that time frame between noon and four. That's the hottest time. That's the hottest time of the day. I'm always amazed at how incredibly miserable it is here around four o'clock. Yeah, and it's the most just crowded. pounding sun. It's just bam. Yeah, don't, don't even... And that's what I tell my clients. I tell them, don't even stay in the summer at that time. Just go back to your resort. Enjoy the pool. Enjoy the amenities that you have over there. Take a nap. Just chill out because you're never going to do it all in the trip. Well, you the can't. thing is, you can, if you're not someone who leaves, you can always go ahead and that's when you start doing your indoor attractions. That's true. Hall of Presidents, Carousel, things like that. Philhar Magic. Yeah. You start doing all of those things in the afternoon when it's the worst possible weather or you have a sit-down meal in the park. I'm a huge fan of a sit-down meal. I think it can be a little crazy in these quick service locations. Although this work, we did mobile ordering. Thank you, Liza. And that went great, actually. Oh, mobile ordering is the best. Look, there was people lined up outside. They were out the door at Columbia Harbor House. And we're talking an off-season time. So you can imagine what it is in summer. And I mobile ordered on my app. And... I mean, we just got some fries and a Diet Coke, but still, we didn't even have to wait. I mean, I ordered it. We got the food in, what, a couple minutes? Yeah, it was really fast. Everybody's still waiting. Yeah. Well, let's close this out because I, I have to leave. I got to catch a plane and so does Liza. But first, we want to check out the Move It, Shake It, Mouse Can Dance It. Oh, my gosh. And um, I guess that's it. Yeah.
I think they need to let us uh, name some parades they around They do. Here. They do. What do we say at Move It, Shake It? You're fired because you didn't come up with a better name. Move It, Shake It, Give Me Your Money. Yeah, that's a great one, too. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for joining us. And if you like us, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, all the good places. Instagram. But not Snapchat. Not Snapchat yet. Not OurTime.com yet. Uh, yes. Well, <laughs> yes. I don't think they can listen to us on their jitterbugs. I and I are totally buying jitterbugs after this trip. I know. I think our podcast, maybe they'll sponsor us. Sponsored by Jitterbug. I know. <laughs> maybe some other. And OurTime.com. It's the site for the old folks. I know. It's a Adam up right now. It's a special time. <laughs> All right, we're really it's alienating bad. people. I'm sorry. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.